Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion. It's Bruce. And, and this, this is, is Oh, That's, that's My Gay, gay friend. friend. Episode Double Digits number 10. With it being double digits, do you think we can stop counting it now? No. Every week? No. I mean, at this point, it's going to be episode 384. And I'm here for <laughs> like, that because one podcast I follow, he actually says that and does that. And I think it's really cute and it's, it's showing the progress and where you are with everything. So, yes, we are emulating that podcast so i love well let's not talk about another podcast <laughs> hey friends so everybody hey friends how are you doing husband i'm good husband how are you i'm great husband the week is over there's no reason not to be great <laughs> and a fun week it was we had a, an amazing time amazing past weekend but and this week was rather good and we have an exciting weekend coming up yes very exciting um to start the weekend off, I will be getting a Manny and a Petty. Will you be rolling? Are you indulging? or? I'm about to indulge in this cocktail, so let, let the friends know what I'm about to do. Okay. So, you guys know what time it is. You guys have your cocktail ready. We'll give you guys some time to gather that, and we'll continue to converse about our weeks and upcoming weekends. So, tonight, our libation selection is... Something new for us mm -hmm. for this show. We are having a strawberry margarita with an añejo tequila bonus to it. So there you go. Here we go. Cheers. Clank, 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 clank. All right. Tasty. What do you think? No, that's not that tasty. Uh, <laughs> I said that before I tasted it, and I mean, it'll serve the purpose, but this is definitely not a... What's... Don't you like about it? It... It is tangy okay. with a... One of those aftertastes that you can feel on your tongue. That's the Añejo, probably. Probably. Um, it's extra Añejo, too, on, on the... Yeah, I feel like it's flavors that don't necessarily go together. Go together. Absolutely. Like they're not supposed to go together. They're not. I was given the extra shot. Yeah, like this. Yeah, it tastes like day. something that you know you've had already, mm -hmm. and like the ice melts it in your drink, and you're like, eh, "Give me some more," and they're like, "I'm out." And it was like, "Okay, well, just give me whatever you got." Well, that's the thing. So we have the pre-mix strawberry drink, which I don't particularly care for. I like the. Add my own alcohol to the concentrated strawberry mix and then make my margaritas that way. But we had this, so I was like, I'm not going to throw alcohol away. That's alcohol abuse. We don't do that. So I decided to indulge in this and then add a little bonus shot to it on the side, inside of it. So, yeah, there you go. You have a party in your mouth. You're welcome. Uh, it's a party <laughs> that needs to have the police called on it. But Well, um, if, you, if you didn't really party, if you don't have the police show to your function, so... Well, yeah, I guess. But either way, we are we will enjoy this libation. Yes, we will. It so, will how was your week, husband, thus far? Um, my week it was good. I'm alive. I'm here. Um, nothing exceptionally memorable um happened other than a great birthday party slash dinner party that we went to earlier in the week. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm really looking forward to my mammy petty. Um. Self-care is super important to me, especially since I can't get massages right now. Right. Um, you know, with the whole pox of it all. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more so looking forward to what's to come than what has already happened. What about you? So, I did enjoy our past weekend. We had 
our actual couple's dinner with our friends. So that was fun and Silver Lake. So that was an exciting time. And then, like you said, Monday night, we had another dinner party with some friends to celebrate her birthday and her brother's birthday. So that was a lot of fun in North Hollywood. So I had a good week. Not too shabby, not too bad. You know, deal with the people of LA County, hit the gym. Actually had a press conference today at work. So that was entertaining and fun to be a part of. And this coming weekend, we'll be going to Puerto Vallada for our cousin Brenda's birthday. Olay! So happy birthday, ho, my main bitch. Happy birthday, Um, boo. Can't wait to turn up with you. And we're going to, funny enough, we're staying at a gay resort. So I can't wait for that. I can either. I've never been to one. Well, I have. But I, another country, that's the part I'm looking at. Like, it, this is, I heard Puerto Vallada is very LGBTQIA friendly so mm. i'm looking forward to all the things that they have to offer for us by us um i'm just looking forward to getting the fuck away like <laughs> i like you've had your mini excursions yeah. this past month i have been here the whole time love our children god bless them but i need some time where i'm not adult time i need yeah i need to be irresponsible and not have to worry about feeding watching and keeping something else alive right (laughs) i love yourself just except for yourself except for myself but you know yeah i'm ready for some tomfoolery and to let my hair down if i had any yeah and again gay couples are are gay cousins who are married Mm -hmm. brandon and romel uh and the Gaines family so the Gaines and morrison hunt's family which is okay you mentioned the dinner that we had with the couples. It was about four couples, yes. all married, which we didn't realize until after we left the dinner. But that's something uh, yeah. that we never experienced before, and we've always wanted. Like, we want married friends, um, and we want to do things with married couples. It's just so hard to, one, find married couples that, you know, are down to do couple things ratchet shit that we like to do. but fun fun <laughs> ratchet but also gay married couples that don't want to you know swing <laughs> like, <laughs> like i just want to go to dinner enjoy some cocktails not cock. right maybe see a play right yeah maybe see let's go to the pantages right. and like do sophisticated stuff not like circle jerks but <laughs> we did it on sunday and it was fun it really was it was a lot of fun and i think that just the energy of the people and mm-hmm. also the space. Such a good don't want to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want, again, I don't like people blowing up our spots, but we definitely will go back there again. I've totally. been to a different location in Marina Del Rey of this restaurant. Different total vibe, but the one in Silver Lake was sexy as hell, so mm-hmm. we definitely will go back. But yeah, and it's no shade to our, our single friends who we have, but... We love you, know, you. Yeah, it's just... It was just interesting because with the dynamics of the couple's you kind of break off mm-hmm. and it would, there were there were literally four different conversations at one time kind of happening you know like either you're talking to someone you're, well you're talking to your spouse or someone else's spouse and then you're just cross-talking mm-hmm. it was just a lot of fun it's just, it, it was, was very fun. entertaining and I, to be around. and i think it was so fun because it was different for us yes um it was new that's what made it even more enjoyable um but yeah i hope we we get to do it again um, if you're a married couple out there, if one of our friends out there is a married couple, <laughs> holler at us. We are Holla. open. <laughs> we don't open. bite. 
We don't bite. We're open for some brunch activities. I'm all about a good pancake and, you know, a mimosa. <laughs> Just holler at us. Hit us up on Instagram or email. Because right. we definitely will entertain all of the shenanigans. shenanigans. So, speaking of shenanigans, yes. my girl... Miss Angela Yee is leaving the Breakfast Club. How do you feel about this? Okay, so I'll quickly state how I feel, but I know you're very effective because you listen more than I do, and you listen specifically for sometimes her. for Angela. That's all. Um, me, the Breakfast Club has lost its gusto years ago. Okay. Like, it was a cultural reset, I feel, and they cemented their place in, you know, the iconic realm of morning talk, but I stopped listening once Charlemagne kind of became light skin. Yes, once he became like <laughs> more once he became a butterscotch baddie, <laughs> I stopped taking it seriously. One because he really he used his platform as a shock jock to get to that universal fame, and then he completely abandoned it. And now he's on this faux self-help therapy guru <laughs> kick. No the, reason why, no, the reason why I say foe is because he's still kind of doing fuck shit, but masking it behind, I'm a work in progress. Right. And it's like, okay, either, like, you know. Fool to be a worker. Yeah, it's like Wendy Williams, she stayed true the, to the messiness until the very end. She never tried to adopt a different persona for mainstream. So that's just why I stopped rocking with it because he stopped being fun and you can tell after a while they don't kind of really like each other. Um, like especially, They tolerate each other. They tolerate each yeah. other. Like I liked it better when I thought that they were friends and you know they had each other's back and they felt like a family. But you can tell like Charlotte, like you can tell Angela don't fuck with either one of them. She's happy that she's leaving. You can tell that DJ Envy could care less. And you can tell that Charlemagne doesn't even know what's going on because he's like filming his show. <laughs> it's like it just seems so disjointed that I don't really care anymore. And I, I and. And again, they're co-workers, right? So you, you get this illusion like they were friends. And, mm -hmm. they, and they did give off that vibe and years ago. But Charlamagne did some fuck shit when uh, Asshole said some shit about you and he laughed. Exactly. And it was just things that you don't really do to a friend slash co-worker if you truly have their back. So, yes, I am affected by it. I think the Breakfast Club is boring when he is not there. I think they need the woman's voice to have the balance. Because mm. two alpha or beta males, however you want to perceive them to be they just over talk each other and then it becomes a dick slinging situation which we know envy has the bigger dick than Charlemagne does and so you think so oh yeah it's no situation like envy <laughs> i mean yeah like envy envy he's he's a size queen um that's Wait, why he was who would you rather none of them if i had no to, if you gun your head you had to, gun to my head. Charlemagne or dj envy Charlotte got the cakes, so I would probably say Charlemagne. What about you? I would say Charlemagne as well. I just yeah. something about DJ Envy irks me and just He's drives me fuck. up. Yeah, like something about <laughs> DJ Envy just even though you know he light skin and tall, and that's what you like. on paper he you know he's tall. He DJ Envy is not an unattractive man. It's just the way he acts. Make, he's a bitch. He's a, and he he's, makes, a, he's a man bitch. He's a man bitch, and, and that's was, completely unattractive. And it, it was showcased when Dizos and Samara, or whatever. Oh, Dizos and Samara. Yeah. yeah. When that situation happened, yes. and he wanted to be all 
light skin rage and shit, yeah. beige the rage. Beige it was rage. like, come on, dude, like you don't did some fuck nigga shit, so what have you? But for me, the the balance needs to. Angela was the balance for them, and mm. she would kind of bring shit together. They even they would over talk her a lot, but she held her own and was able to kind of have her voice heard. So, you know, um, happy for all her endeavors and her adventures. I listen to lip service; that's my shit. Mm. Um, so, but I'm really happy and can't wait to see what this new show will be like for her. And she's going to be on the national syndicated platform with iHeart. So that's amazing. That is amazing. I can't wait till we get there one yeah, day. Yeah, and, and well, hello, come on, from your lips to God's ears. Okay. But then also there's really no female DJs that are, besides Angel, Angie Martinez, really, I mean, we don't live in New York, but that's a famous mm-hmm. one you can think about right now. So Yee has that platform, she's there, why not let her be the next, you know, in the same lane as Angie Martinez, Wendy Williams, you know, people of that caliber. So I wonder who they're going to get to replace her because they I don't think they can replace to. her. They, I mean, they have to. It, it it can't go on with Charlemagne and just DJ MB. Like literally <laughs> listening to the episodes where it's just the two of them. It's almost unbearable. Sports, it's almost unbearable because like you said, they're over talking each other. It, it, yeah, I I don't. See well, they'll probably have some some guest fill ins. I'm quite sure. Ooh, not the view. <laughs> <laughs> not the uh, to circulate to see. Yeah, like okay, like who's coming in next? You know, so they'll have that. But congratulations to Angela Yee for your new endeavor. And so, with that being said, we are going to pay these bills real quick and come back with the reality roundup. Stay tuned. Alrighty, guys, now it's time for the reality roundup. Round these bitches. So, where do you want to start? Let's start with the lackeys for the past nine episodes. (laughs) The entire season. And now these motherfuckers have clocked in. For work. These hoes turned the stove up on us, didn't they? <laughs> they said no more simmer over here. Uh-uh. Let's put it on <laughs> let's boil. Let's get this shit high Let's high overflow gear. it. We are talking about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Baby. Living by their namesake and bringing the energy that once made them the top of the Housewives totem pole. Why do you think that was, husband? Well, let's start with the basic shit first. Um, cause before we get to the good shit, right? Let's have our appetizer before we get to the main course. Yes, 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 yes. So the appetizer is Drew and Ralph. Again, not saying anyone should be fired from their job, but y'all know what I'm saying. Ralph is writing a book about co-parenting, mm-hmm. being a stepfather. Mm-hmm. You don't want to include your wife in any of your doing. She <laughs> finds out. She's about like, I don't know. What, about her, her son. Her son. That you're the stepfather too. you will not adopt. I was going to get to that part. You don't want to inc- include her, but you want her to write the forward. She's like, write the forward to what? I don't even know what the fuck the book is about besides my son. Then you double down and you said you have a conversation with Josiah's father, biological father, and because of that conversation, because he wants to be involved, you choose not to adopt this young man. Now, I have my own personal theory about that, but I'll open up it? and let you 
Well, okay, I go here to talk. <laughs> like, you, well, once you, I want to, I, I want to have a back and forth with it, but I'll, I'll give my opinion now about it. I believe he's not adopting him because of an exit plan. If he chooses, or when he chooses to actually leave her, he won't be responsible for that child. He'll be responsible for the child that they have together financially. Mm-hmm. But once he is away. That child won't have his last name, so that child would be yes. responsible. So I think that's the real reason. That's the real tea why he's not adopting Josiah. That makes all the sense in the world. It just does. One like, less mouth to be accountable. One less for. mouth. He's like, I'll write you your, your alimony check for our child, but that's that's it. So I think it's a crock of shit of him saying, I want to respect the biological father because you're already the dad already anyway he knows mm-hmm. you as dad mm-hmm. so nothing is changing so and someone can argue okay well why would he need to change his last name it's just look semantics of the whole thing he may feel a different type of way like and eva which the blueprint of this whole situation who did it did it beautifully i think drew was trying to have her eva moment when eva suit suit Two seasons ago, three seasons yeah, ago, like she went to the courthouse, did it. courthouse the whole situation, yeah. and uh, her husband did the whole thing, right? So, that's my take on it. How do you see this train wreck that we call Drew and Ralph? Um, well, again, I will stick to the, I will stick by my guns and say that they are providing a storyline. So, I think if anyone were to get fired, it has to be Sonya at this point. But I'll get to that later. Uh, Drew and Ralph. I honestly feel there is some level of, um, there's some performative actions happening. Now, I do believe that he is a horrible person and he's keeping probably 80% of his life from her in secret. But I also believe that they have an understanding that they have to camp it up for the cameras in order to maintain Like, they got a second season because their first season was so toxic. And I think they noticed that and was like, okay, we have to secure the bag because they didn't want to end up like the the bitch that only had one season that was married to uh, Belle Bib DeVoe. Oh. Um, from Ada the drunk, Wayne. yes, <laughs> not the dr- <laughs> ah, the one that threw up on Shamari, Eva's shoes. Shamari, yes. Shamari. So they I looked, Shamari though. Shamari they was fun looked on at and she's unemployed. They looked <laughs> at that and said, "Okay, they brought absolutely nothing. We at least brought something, so we have to expound on that." So I think it's a certain part of them hamming it up for the camera. Um, but also, I do think that he, at his core, is a disgusting person that is going to, like you said, eventually leave her once they secure the businesses that they are trying to secure off the back of being on the show. Right. I, I do believe once they get to that level, I, I feel like they have one more good season in them. I definitely don't think this is their last season, it especially the way that... She, um, <clears throat> She has aligned herself, Drew, with the winning team, Kenya, <laughs> and Kenya. For now. For now, but I do believe at the reunion, they will be sitting on their own couch together. Um, so she's riding their coattails to another season successfully. So she's doing what Sonya basically Once is, thought is she doing. was doing. She, no, she's doing what Sonya thought is, is <laughs> being very messy and not strategic at doing 
Drew is actually successfully doing it. Okay. Well, speaking of Sonya, we see that the girls take a trip to to? Jamaica. Yes, we have to talk about Sonya. I dislike her rules and I'm a grown-ass adult and you sitting me down talking about what we're not going to do in Jamaica. Like, you could have kept that whole shit to yourself because I'm not paying no fucking attention. And you're talking about this is a work trip. Yes, Bravo foot this bill or whoever sponsored you footed whatever, what have you. But I don't need you to tell me what the rules are and how to behave on a vacation. Yeah, because it's your hometown and what have you. But with all that being said, but I know how to conduct myself now talking about weeds not legal. Great. Give me that information. Anything that will give me anything about that. Tell me all day. (laughs) When you tell me when you talk about we're gonna be friendly and we're like, girl, you tell me I can't wear glue for my wig. Fuck you! <laughs> I want a rocket lace for I don't want box no. braids. No, because it's hot. You know, I if, want if, your, Remy. if your shit wants to lift up, you allow yes. your shit to lift up. Yes, like if I want face. my fucking roots to pucker up like a butthole, goddamn it, it will. <laughs> okay, who the fuck are you to tell me anything, bitch? Pucker up, baby. pucker up. So we see that they go there. They have the cocktails there, meeting greet, and while they're going en route to Sonya's presidential street or suite or whatever they have for her equivalent to that, there's a light-skinned fellow yes. that Kenya just happens to see and happens to stop, and they converse, and Sonya gets his number, and lo and behold, he starts texting Kenya now. The fakery of all this shit. If now oh, yeah. I don't now people have said Kenya has fake relationships with Walter. She hired motherfuckers, all type of things yeah. like that. I don't believe none of that. But this here, I was like Kenya. You feel you like it was staged. Oh, this was stage coach all day. Stunt stuntery. Stunt, like you've known like and then he came to her room. Now, if you know Kenya more, like I know Kenya more, ain't no man. Yeah. That is a off, good point. Off the jump that Stranger. you made at a resort is now going to come to your room, have your number, you ain't, ain't engaging in conversation and texting him. Yeah. Girl, bye. We're not, we're not playing no games. So that was my only kind of, like, really? Yeah. With this, um, how did you see that situation? Can you mean the little cutie? I, I doubt the legitimacy of this as well because no one guy by himself is, like I said, going to walk up to a car with a camera with guys on it. I don't know. I just don't be- I don't I just don't believe that he would do that. Yeah. Or it, or any man would just do that off the strength of seeing a pretty girl. Like again, there's a there's camera crews in another cart following them. So right. he's not going to just walk up, "Hey, beautiful." Um <laughs> so yeah, I I don't I don't necessarily buy it and he wasn't that cute. Well, and I think there's times where you, when they are in restaurants and there are patrons who are there and they will like maybe acknowledge them or send a bottle over to them or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so that is believable. But this moment that was orchestrated by the producers just was not. Yeah, you can give. tell that it was orchestrated by the producers. Definitely orchestrated by them. Definitely something that was just what it was. But we moved on and... The gaggery. The main event. Baby, I said the appetizer. We Mm -hmm. had an appetizer. We had another cocktail. We had some more biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits. But baby, the entree came to the table. 
and it's steaming. The entree of candy fucking Barris Tucker. It's a fajita plate. <laughs> and Marlo Hampton. Don't touch it. You'll burn yourself. I'm confused how we even got to the point of all of this I happening. don't even think that they know. <laughs> I I honestly think everything came to a head from a season of Marlo picking at Candy, trying to make moments with her. Um... It just all came to a head and Candy was like, you know what? I got time today. Like, we are on an <laughs> island. I can't escape. There's no candy-coated studios I can run to. Let's fucking You better do come it. on with the escape references with the she name titles in the She was your, over it. She was done. Your thesis. Yeah. I think it came from talking about the Josiah situation and then it led to talking about foster kids and, and, and kids and, and then Marlo feeling a certain type of way yes, because Marlo of something. coming down on him for not adopting. Yeah, because she felt like Drew, I was a foster yeah. kid. And then, so Candy was like, well, bitch, hold up. Yeah, Candy was like, wait a minute. Girl, like, didn't you just hand your nephews away? On the like, 30-day trial. Like, you can't, <laughs> <laughs> here, sister, here's a 30-day trial for these two right. right here. You like know, they're a streaming service. Like, kept it pushing. So Candy's like, wait a minute. you And so Marlo then tries to address Candy like, well, you take care of people. So Candy's like, yes, I took in my cousin like for years. I never took a break and gave him back. Yeah. And then Marlo, I guess that just said that bitch. I guess she was like, if not now, then when? <laughs> <laughs> because Marlo just did some Speak shit. My piece. She just said some shit like, well, how do you take care of your man and your mama disrespect him? And yeah, she just went for the juggler. Put your mom before your husband. Put your mom before your husband. And we all know there's two things you don't talk about, Candy. You don't talk about her food or her man. Don't talk because you're going to see. Yeah. She will drag Kanisha, you in this bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't see that shit come out. It was amazing to see. Now, one thing that I will tell you. Candy, she's been coasting for years, but when Candy decides to get in that gutter with these bitches, she goes there. it's chef's kiss. The cater come out. The cater comes out. I'm so proud of Candy because she only got her shaky voice once the entire <laughs> argument because, you know, Candy will <laughs> she will, she will hold crying. back a breakdown in a second. Right. But she only did it once going up against this bitch and I'll tell you why because she knows Marlo is a joke. She doesn't take joke. her serious at all. The battle lines are drawn, and you're a friend. Like you, I, I'm friendly to you, and I've I've helped you in so many aspects of you being in this position, this position where you are right now. She all but said that she lobbied for Marlo to become a full time housewife. But baby, what happened? Candy was like, "I'm gonna take a little break." Ty said. I got this. <laughs> Let me clock in for you, baby. Todd, like, tag your man. Todd, Todd came and tag, tag in. in. Tag me in, coach. Todd came with motherfucking receipts. Todd said, What'd he say? Marlo, why you even doing this? I know how you got here. She's like, I got who through Phaedra. It's like, nothing was fucking with you. She forget Tom was on the back end. Tom was on production, but you guys don't know. He had to if you are just learning about the housewives and Candy's current husband. She met him in Africa about 10, 11 seasons ago. Yeah. And he was a EP, not EP, but he was a producer. He was a producer on he the show. And he was, they were introduced by Phaedra and they went to the trip to Africa and they 
the last day he asked her out and then they start talking and then from there we have them now here and so he basically tells the group like yo like I was there. I know how you got brought into this group. He's privy to information. Information. And she's like, I got it by Phaedra. Sorry, side note. Rewind. Marlo says, Candy is only known in Atlanta. Candy said, bitch, I'm worldwide. I forgot about the best part. Yeah. But, but so, moving forward. Now, the gag. You about to gag right now. Todd said, you brought your way into this group. You throwing money in South Africa doing blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody was fucking with you at all. So, tell the truth, shame the devil. Yeah. How do you, were you gagged at that moment? Because we both were. Oh, no, we gagged. were both gushed. Our mouths were agape. Um, I feel <laughs> like this is what Atlanta is all about. It literally is people keeping secrets mm-hmm. until the perfect moment and laying that shit out there. And, Literally, it's like letting an, off an atomic bomb and just walking away. I think that's where Atlanta is all about. Like, they're all about the long game. And, like, I can't wait for the reunion. I just can't. Oh, I can't either because it's going to be interesting. And I want to hear more about how Marla brought her way into the group. And then also... How was she brought in by Phaedra? I thought she was brought in by Nini. So I need to go back. I did too. And research I, yeah, some things. So I'm I, like, I don't I feel, even know how we were even. All we know, you were a felon. You have about, you had at that time about nine different mugshots. But how were you brought in? So I want to revisit that. Yeah, it's definitely something that I want to revisit too. Um, prior to watching the reunion, which they recorded today, actually. Oh, really? They recorded it today, and he posted clips on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, he didn't show any of the women, but he said that in a post, Atlanta is one of the... Like, they reminded him that they are his favorite reunions to shoot. So, they brought it allegedly. I mean, they had they had to do something because I mean we're have more than halfway through the season this and was it was just burn very season, boring. Yeah. But Todd got into that ass, so I want to know how Marla's going to backpedal herself. Oh, you know she is in this situation and try to spin this like he's lying and there's no truth to the evidence, but he has the receipts. She can't go up against him having receipts because everyone knows, shout out to Phaedra, everybody knows <laughs> that he was behind the scenes on this show. Completely. So you can't refute what he has to say right. because it's just a, a losing battle. So what she's going to do is just move forward. Blame it on the stress that she's been undergoing <laughs> with her nephews and her sister. Say, I'm sorry. Right. She's basically going to do what we're going to talk about momentarily. Pull Lisa Renna cry and say i'm just under a lot of stress y'all let's just be sisters and move on that's it mark my words and we did see on watch what happened live with candy she mentioned you know uh she was surprised about the marlo situation um but candy being the head strong woman she is this bitch now has merch that says bitch i'm worldwide every moment is a moment if it's you a make moment. it <laughs> if you make it's it, that is genius. And so now, since she's worldwide, we about to worldwide pay these bills, and we'll be right back. 
Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. What these hoes did this week? So, not much. It wasn't as spicy as Atlanta, but there was some amazing moments as it usually is in Beverly Hills. Um, so, we start... I mean, we don't necessarily start here, but let's just go here. Um, Crystal... She sits down with Sutton and they discuss her eating disorder. Um, essentially, Sutton tells, or Crystal tells Sutton that she sat down with Diana and um, the other hoe. One of them. She sits down with two bitches <laughs> and they discuss, oh, Lisa. Lisa, okay, yes. And they yes. discuss that her eating disorder came up. Of course, Lisa didn't tell her the entire vibe of the conversation. Right. She's just like, yeah, just to let you know, your eating disorder did come up and that there is help for you. My daughters went through it, so it's out there if you need it. Sutton lets Crystal know. Actually, it was a bit more insidious than that. Everyone kind of took your eating disorder moment and made it their moment and it and Sutton basically doubted the the caring nature that Lisa really made Crystal feel was happening mm -hmm. like she doubted the legitimacy of what uh, Rena had told her that went down other than that I mean everything else kind of was what bubbling I, under the surface, wouldn't you agree? It was. It was. And what I really felt with Crystal when she mentioned the fact that are they judging me about my situation? So are you gonna be a friend to me? Or are you judging me and you and I need to kind of provide an answer for you regarding my eating disorder? Which no one should ever have to be in a position where they feel they need to defend their character or their what's something that, that they're going through, especially an eating disorder. Like that's even more stressed on myself that I don't need, especially for my group of so-called friends who want to be supportive of me. So I think she was very hurt by finding out that the ladies had a sidebar conversation and were disappointed that she hadn't sought out treatment. I mean, because it, I can understand because it's a very serious issue. So it's, I, I do feel like you would imagine some things would be off limits right. to make a moment for on reality TV, but not for these hoes. No. <laughs> Nothing is not off limits. at all. Uh, it's on display, on display every day, every day. <laughs> um, so I think that's what took Crystal back. I really hope that if Crystal does come back for another season, she kind of has that sudden epiphany where rules in the real world don't apply to these bitches. Like right. you can't be your norm, how you would normally interact with your girlfriends in like nature. You can't do that on this show and expect the other women to abide by those same rules. Like you really have to play hardball, how which so? is what Sutton has been doing this entire season. She's been keeping her, she one, she keeps a receipt. She will not. Like Sutton will read Can't a text it, message, print out a fucking pamphlet in a heartbeat. Tell the truth, yeah. And read it in her confessionals. But also, she isn't wearing her heart on her sleeve anymore like she did her last two seasons. Sutton is literally, she watched a marathon of this show during yes. the hiatus and was like, bet. She sat with her gaze and was like, what are we going to do this upcoming season, <laughs> y'all? Yes. Um, and I really need Crystal to do that as well because you can tell she's still 
thinks these women are normal. <laughs> she still is trying to pretend yeah. that these are valley women that she went to school with <laughs> and do brunch with. No, these women will are literally sharks and they will eat you alive if you let them. Well, yeah, and she had to realize that she's playing checkers and they're playing chess. And that's what exactly. Senna realized. And a, a great point to that, we cut to, in the episode, there's a dinner party at Dorit's house for this charity called Homeless Not Toothless, which is a great charity. It's a great charity. That- <laughs> a horrible name, a great charity. <laughs> but they do really good things for people who are homeless, and they try to have a better smile for them and help them out with the smile. And so at this dinner party, as they're sitting around in a U-shaped table form format, Cal brings to the table, like, hey, so I heard at Rena's house, Rena said, till Sutton, get the fuck out of my house. To uh, Sutton and Garcelle. To Garcelle. And they're, and they're like, and no, she said that Rena didn't say fuck, get the fuck out of my house. And they're like, uh, yes, she did. Yeah. And Sutton gracefully says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, this she isn't says, the place. Not right this now. is not the place to talk about this. Homeless, people, we're amongst this, other yeah. people amidst company. We don't know these other people who are here. This whole cow. Because last week she had COVID. This week yeah. she's like, oh, I'm back. Yeah. My sick time is up. Yeah. No she more turned sick time. the other. She was looking left towards them. She turned to the right. In the exact same scene. And went to, was it Erica and then Lisa. Rena? Yeah. And she was like, Rena. So they said. Yes. <laughs> that you said, get the fuck out. And then Mauricio doubled down and says, that sounds like something yeah. you would say, Rena. Lisa sounds like you would say that. You would say that. And that's when we see Rena become unhinged and Completely. there's a screaming match on Rena's part. Mind you, she is the only one raising her voice yet <laughs> again. Yes. It needs, at this point, it needs to be an intervention with Rena. Why do you think that it, it needs to have her intervention? Because the way that she is acting, like you said, is unhinged and it's, it's, it's aggressive. In reality TV, note out there, friends, you don't just have to be black to be deemed aggressive when you raise your voice or talk to someone in a threatening manner. And Lisa Rinna has done it on several occasions this season. It's not okay. It's not respectable. And it's something that I've noticed. And again, for this to be a fact, she doesn't have to just be black. When it's a black woman, oh my gosh, she's so aggressive. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh, she's absolutely. Gonna fight. She wants to fight. Oh my god! But but Lisa Rinna is doing the exact same thing you see happen on Basketball Wives every week, but it's different because it's Lisa Rinna. No, well, not she's at all. not hopping over tables. She's just standing up telling bitch to get the fuck out of my house. But I think that's the next. That's the, literally the <laughs> next step. If you're screaming at the top of your lungs for someone to get the fuck out of your house. What's the next thing that you're going to do? She did break a glass in Japan, though, at the, that's, the table. It, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Like, someone needs to have an intervention the way that everyone's been buzzing about Erica drinking too much and slurring her words. When is someone going to say, hey, Lisa, the way that you're talking to us as a whole, specifically Sutton, is not okay. And you need to check yourself. I know you have a lot going on in your life, but that doesn't remove you from having common basic etiquette when it comes to speaking to another adult so being held accountable so what we find out in this to speak to your point is lisa then has a complete breakdown at the table mm-hmm. and she addresses the fact that she is trying her best it's been about two months since her mother has passed and we are both ones who don't have mothers who have passed away thank god right now um but 
we both have miss our grandmothers who have Absolutely. passed away, right? So we know what that feels like to empathize with someone. And so once she said what she said, it made me say, aha, she's grieving. She's in pain. And so, and she's saying, I'm doing the best I can. It does not excuse her behavior by no means, but she needs to be held accountable for that. And I hope in the reunion that they do address that with her. She did a, a, a decent job of trying to say, just, I just want my friends to rally around me, um, try to support, but she did want to dead that whole situation with Sutton there. And I'm glad that at least it kind of came out. At least she was able to maybe speak some of her truth and understand like I've been doing some fucked up shit. Like I am out of control. I, I focused and I projected my anger towards my mother's death mm. onto you. And because the closest thing to her mother is Harry. And she said something that had Harry could be looked at in a bad light. Also case the point when Kim Richard said something about Harry to mm-hmm. be in a bad light, Lisa had a visceral reaction to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense of her reactions. It's not excusable by no means, but I, I agree with you. I do think she needs to be held accountable for all this and, and really make some go on, go on an apology, a tour, on the reunion and really apologize to Sutton and the ladies about her behavior. And the thing is, I would agree with that if this hasn't been a commonality with Rena in the reunions of past. She's never really grown or changed her behavior. Rena, I think more so than any housewife in history, is very quick to apologize and admit wrongdoing like she'll say in a heartbeat I was fucking crazy I was a little shit I was a brat you know what I'm just it was I'm a fucking mess Andy (laughs) but we'll turn around and do the exact same shit the following season the whole situation of the bunny between her and Kim stemmed from her passing around rumors that Kim was still a fucking alcoholic and a drunk and when she was directly confronted I don't remember saying that and then when you know she felt like admitting she was wrong she tried to do this peace offering and the only person that never gives Rena space to breathe like literally the only person that stays on fucking Rena's neck is Kim fucking Richards Kim was like I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with this bunny. I don't, this bunny. I don't fuck with your apologies. But Rena has that mojo where because she is extremely charming, and she'll apologize, and everyone will just be like. Let's but I think move this on. is different, though. I think this is different. I think because the detriment and the heaviness of her mother passing and who who she was to her, it will hold different weight. Now, if you and I'm giving her the grace on this one, I know. Kyle asked about grace for Erica. I don't give Erica grace right now. I give Rena a little grace because it's your mother and she was close to her. Mm-hmm. And because your mother was almost was also raped and almost killed by someone way before she even Rena became on the earth, you know? So all that being said, I think and I'm hopeful that this would change her behavior. Now, if it doesn't, then you had your pass. Because you're your fourth or fifth, but okay, <laughs> sure, true, true, very true. But I'm I'm saying in this moment, I I can look at isolated situations and not look at the history and try to just judge off of this behavior because she had gotten she had gotten a little better with some things, but grief and grief and loss will have people do crazy shit. 
you know. So oh, that's yeah, that's that's, where, that's where I'm at. With, that's how I see this. Um. Yeah. I mean, other than that, this episode, Kathy Hilton needs fucking glasses. I don't understand how <laughs> she's one of the richest women in America and she can't get like no one's saying get LASIK, but honey. Get some clear eyes contacts. You can go to 1-800 contacts. Like, that's where I get mines from. They send... No, I I go to Walmart contacts. You get them in two days. I get them delivered here to the house all the time. Now, are you talking about on her Watch What Happens Live with Andy? She needs glasses for that because she called Lizzo Precious and the apparently Twitter wanted her neck for that. Well, that definitely was not cute, entertaining, or funny. No, um, nothing about that was okay. Again, being a celebrity, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. I know she has problem with vision because she mistook one of the uh, place cards at the din- uh, Dreets dinner. Well, it was calligraphy. It, it, I can see that. I, I have very. I mean, she was standing right in front of it, but okay. No. But there has been instances in the past where she's mistaken. Like, she thought Garcelle was Kyle last season. Like, she doesn't see like, color. Clearly, she has a problem with, you know, seeing things, but it's like this. Get it fixed. Rectify the issue. Because right now, I... I with the Lizzo situation and the controversy we're going to see coming up in the season about her calling someone a fag, I don't yeah. see Kathy coming back next season, and I'll tell you why. Okay. One, she held out this season for more money. She is in a limited capacity. At this point, Bravo is going to be like, okay, it's just easier to wash our hands. They're either going to lowball her and be like, you can come back, but it's not going to be for this amount. And if she wants to play hardball, they're going to say, well, goodbye. It's so much easier to let it go. Because at this point, seeing what she said about Lizzo, if you don't watch the show and you are privy to the whole fag gate that we're going to learn about, Mm -hmm. you can easily say, okay, well, if she said this about Lizzo, she can easily say the other comment about someone else. So I don't think that it's a good look for her moving forward. It may not be a good look, but it's also entertaining and it's also people love to have a redemption story. People love to have, you know, um, controversy and then someone come back on their apology tour and to see how that kind of affects them. And again, it's Kathy Hilton. Kathy not excusing anything by no way, shape or form because she needs to be held accountable for the things that she says. But Kathy lives in a different universe than all of us. Okay. Like... She just does. Not saying that's justifiable to say you she would call someone fat. No, I'm not letting. <laughs> I'm not letting let them slide. slide. I'm not letting them slide by no means. By no means is that what I'm. Is that that is not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, there's certain people in this world. They feel like certain things don't apply to them, or they can say certain things, and they're not. It's wrong to say the things that she said. Again with a certain amount of money and life and th- like they just that's just how they talk and they in their spaces it's not right by no means i'm just saying that kathy's she's on her own planet well and i'm still here for i mean i'm still here for now that's just it i'm here for her still you know 
well, we need to leave this planet and go to some other ones before this is a two-hour episode. Well, let's go. Anything else you want to add to Beverly Hills? I'm done with Beverly Hills. For okay, well, moment. let's stay on the same network, but hop to a completely different franchise, Married to Medicine. All right. Now, this episode wasn't... Oh, well, a lot of things happened. The women went to Vegas, if you can count that as being something worth talking about. Vegas. It was fun. Places. It was a good trip for them. Um, but one of the major topics that we wanted to talk about was Miss Anila uh, complaining about being a parent to her two children. Now, she thinks she's Kathy Hilton. She thinks she's on that level. And I'm like, you, ma'am, you uh, are not. But she's a blogger, so please respect <laughs> respect, respect the blogging. It is very important. She is not that. Now, I, have, I, I just have issue with her not wanting... And this is my bias, so I, I'm okay with that. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But I have issue with her not wanting to take care of the children that she born into the world. And there are a lot of men and women who are like that. And, you know, when you have the bank account to have help and hire people to raise your children, basically. And I think that's what she's looking for. I think she had the kids for her husband to keep him to secure her bag. Of course. And she's like, all right, I don't want to raise these motherfuckers, though. Like, I care about blogging, about boots and curtains and Which sheets. is the craziest thing because you have someone like a Dr. Simone who is a doctor. Right. And has never, or at least she has two kids down there you know adults but when the show first started i don't remember her ever they were very small mm -hmm. and i don't remember her ever complaining about okay i gotta make them dinner or no. they had pizza for the last four uh, go Whatever cook to, she brought another house they had remember they had two houses and she, she would stay in one house it was like y'all do whatever but i'm over here with the pretty house with you know and the not the dishes not being all in the sink i think anila her issue is she wants the the celebrity of it all. She either through IG or through on this show, but she wants to be a household name and a brand, and which is fine it's, and it's great. But you also had children, and I think when you go, to, she goes to her mother and she's like, "How did you do it with us?" And her mom was like, "Your kids are well fucking behaved. Like y'all were some brats." Mm. And we were in a whole different country. And I think that's another thing was like, you didn't come from that type of wealth like that. Like you didn't have that. So you want to have someone raise your children. Again, your choice, not saying, not trying to um, criticize anyone's parenting skills. Cause I only have a parent of, I'm a parent of two fur babies, but. Which are almost just as expensive as real babies. Hello. I'll put that out there. But I just feel it puts her in a negative light and I think that the audience are going to have some, she's going to get some criticism behind the way she's representing herself oh, about absolutely. her children and I think at the reunion they're going to be some things, they're going to challenge her parenting, her parenting style so. Um, yeah because her parenting style is null and void. It is complaining that her nanny is no longer there. Like that her Baby, parenting style her, mind. her parenting style is being angry that she doesn't have help with her children. Right. And I understand that children can be a handful, but when your main occupation is like blogging, you can kind of make your own hours. It's right. not like you are a doctor who is 
Like you have a set schedule and you're absolutely obligated to be somewhere else other than your home. She's blogging from her home. She's at home. <laughs> you're She's at home. at home blogging from her home and she can set her schedule and even edit her videos like around like, hey, I'll record five minutes here or ten minutes there. Yeah. And like put this shit together. So I don't necessarily feel for her. Um, especially with her husband being a doctor and her like bombarding him like you need to help me it's like girl if you don't get your toya ass out out of here <laughs> like the sense you. of entitlement is crazy it, that's thank you that's the whole thing the entitlement of it all it's like you came from humble beginnings yeah. and how are you now have this entitlement that you have this wealth that you married into you didn't create yourself and again it's no shade no shade to her but it's just you know they say money showcases people's behavior either good or bad and i just feel like this is showing her in a negative light and like you said she blogs from home hire an assistant like get people you don't have to do everything so he could be hands-on but yeah. not so involved in it and you can also still parent your, your children you know and raise them yeah because they're not also not dominoes every they're not infants. Night. It's like they are at an age where they can. There is some level of independence that right. they can have, and it just provides structure and stick to it, and everyone will be fine. I just, I don't know. Her complaining this yeah. week. It was a, a turnoff, and it was, it was, it was a turnoff. Just like Eugene confronted her husband, uh, Anila's husband, as they were playing the fucking um, throwing the axes at the wall. Like that was a turnoff. Like Eugene's a man, bitch. I'm sorry. Like I just. He don't nobody want that I body but Toya. Consensus amongst the entire cast. Like he, he just he just did way too much. Just like bro, like he made a joke. It was at your expense because you did what you had to pay the taxes. You guys built this dream home, and now you sold the dream home to build another home. Like if you have financial woes, that's fine. Everyone goes through them. Hopefully, we will never do that. But it's fine. But you are living upon your means, and you have. I think what the what the it comes down to is there's something with him and Toya in their situation and their marriage because a lot of people have been saying different things and kind of hinting at that and Toya says something about the girls trip when they talk about they play a game never have I ever and Toya mentions the fact that she thought she's surprised that the dick didn't get bigger once they got married Toya the way she disrespects him in public yeah. and in private yes. is just problematic, which makes me know you well, are a man. Toya is problematic in general. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, but speaking of Vegas, I, so two things happened. One, we had a new broad that we, we were introduced to, the lawyer. I don't need her around, no new friends. She came through. Heavenly, right? She's heavenly friend. She's heavenly friend, and the only reason why I'm sticking with her at least till the end of the season, it looks like she's going to come for Toya, which I'm all for. But see, that's like that's easy. It's easy to come for Toya. Well, it's easy and, she has and it's always needed. I feel like every, <laughs> so it's every like, season someone needs to come for Toya. But it just no, it's, there's no, there's no challenge there because you, you're not going to go to the there's the no high stakes. There's no high stakes, and Toya's like, "Well, you, uh, uh, what type of attorney are you?" You know, she says shit, but it's like you could just flee her off like a little gnat. Like, girl, get away! Like, stop playing with me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's no point to try to go back and, to have an intellectual 
Well, that would never happen. Combative situation with so that just there's no point for that. But then also, why the fuck is Carrie here? What is your beef with? Carrie? I have she an issue is with Carrie. Uh, married to Madison, OG, and the OG like Mariah. Mariah needs to be back. Like, oh, yeah. why the f- Carrie shows up at a function? This is her section. Her second function she showed up to this season. This season, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like, no one. Are you still married? No one involved your husband. Like. You're just pointless. I don't know. Whatever, whoever did her contract did a good fucking job. Cause they I just feel like stuff. the show has definitely moved on from It's moved her. on from season one. Yeah. Way, I mean, hell. like completely. Your tie was Mariah. Mariah's no longer here. Like, go away. We don't need you. It's true. We, she is we not don't a voice that we miss. Yeah. At all. There's nothing. The funny part with last season, Dr. Damon Daddy... Okay, that was because you had your moment, but now. But it's I mean, even in this episode that she was in, she never had any speaking time. <laughs> like she was literally just in a scene, like eating or like cutting up a steak or in the background. Right. Like she never in had any actual. Show. Yeah, she never had any actual like speaking moments. But yeah, I would feel a certain type of way if I was. I was like, why? Why are you here? Like who? Because no. really, who friend are you? Because you're not really. Question. Hanging out with Toya. Toya now doesn't live in that neighborhood anymore. So who are you connected to? What's her connection? At this I point? mean, maybe we'll find out next week. Stay tuned. I guess so. We'll also find out who was the biggest freak because next week they'll talk about the they'll play the Never Have I Ever. Um, I guess more in depth they'll show that. But have you ever played Never Have I Ever? Um, I want to say I have once, but Never Have I Ever is a game that I always get confused. I'm like, I don't know when to drink, so I. So you drink when you have done the thing. Mm-hmm. So what the the game is really trying to get into get into people business to be of nosy course, as fuck, right? Yeah. Maybe so we you can think play about in, shit. Uh, Mexico, LA. We'll play in Mexico. We've, but yeah. But I don't want to know what my cousin has done and I, I don't want to know. Right. Which I, I kinda already know anyway. And he knows my shit too. But um but yeah, well, that'd be fun. We could do that in Mexico. But yeah, it, it, I I've played it several times and it's a great thing to do. Maybe we will play it one time on the podcast and kind of see. Oh, that'll how, be fun. Yeah, that'll be actually real fun, yeah. Yeah. But I mean with just the two of us, we drunk, <laughs> all slurring on the phone. And we would do that in the first five minutes too, drunk right. the whole recording. So sorry, guys. So yeah, so we're done with the those married people, and we will move on to Married at First Sight. They wrapped up their honeymoon in Puerto Vallada, which we're going to in two days. Yeah, Olé, Olé. You know. Um. So let's get right to this shit. Mitch the bitch, who is still very much so a bitch. I feel now he became a predator. So I don't know. <laughs> Mitch the Predator. <laughs> Mitch the Predator. Mitch the fuck nigga. That's who he became because after he had the dinner with Kristen, he told her, I don't see it for you, basically. Yes. I'm not he trying said, to. Uh, it. It's a chop for me. It's a chop for me. It's baby. a chop for me, sis. It's a chop. <laughs> Do not collect your tens. Yeah. It's not no. And then they went to the room, had cocktails, and now he's trying to basically penetrate her. Yeah, he's trying to fuck. Yes. And she's like, what the hell? So she finally tells the girl. So last week, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about how we would pick up. So she tells the girl she's really confused about him because of what we talked about. He said he didn't want her, and now he has some uh, Don Julio. (laughs) And he tried to pounce on her. Mm -hmm. Her words, not ours. And she was taken back. So how how do you see that? How would you... How would you feel if someone, not well, if someone yeah. not being me, <laughs> did that well, to you? Well, that's peak. F- 
fuckboy behavior. Nothing is, for me, less attractive than, like, liquid courage. If you're not man enough to do something sober and all of a sudden after some shots or after a cocktail you get the gusto to want to do it that makes me see okay you don't have the you're not you're not made for this <laughs> like this isn't this ain't for you, ain't for you. and by it i mean this pussy hmm. um if you know you're telling me one thing while you're sober and acting a completely different way when you're inebriated that's a complete red flag and i'm just glad that she thought enough of herself to be like, no, what we're not going to do is this. Um, and of course, all of the other ladies hearing this are like, okay, Mitch is gross. Um, and they literally, um, Alexis vocalized like, okay, I'm not on his team anymore. And it had to be um, Kristen, like, no girl, he's still good. Like, let's still give him a chance. Let him breathe. That's right, yeah. Um, because that is... That behavior is not excusable by any means. Um, but Mitch went even further to dig himself in a hole by basically, what was the quote that he said? Oh, I was going to get to that later, but we can get to it now. Yeah, I mean, since we're talking about him. So, after the nights, you know, I think it was the last day that they woke up and everything. So, they're talking. So, he basically tells her, and I'm going to quote this. He says, I know that I've, I know that I'm a lot and I've thrown some intense mixed signals at you literally on the same day. So I think the best thing you can do is really try to thread that needle. So don't just put so much pressure on me that you shut me down, but don't just always give me a free pass either. Continue to be clear, but hold me accountable. What the fuck does that shit mean? That is... <laughs> I was like, what? Literally canceling. <laughs> that sentence canceled he itself out. He is like walking contra fucking diction. Mm -hmm. He, what happened was, he he went sadistic on it. He was like, oh, you held your own. I told you off and I told you all these negative things and you didn't break. So now, I saw you held yourself and you were okay with that. So now, I'm turned on and I want to, you know, go into your happy spot. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what he said makes no fucking sense. It to literally me. makes no sense. It's just words that just it's were put together. Salad. Yeah. And it just makes no sense. I think, and she was like, yeah, yeah, agreeing. But I don't even know she even understood what the fuck he was talking about because I have no clue. And I, like, tried to process this several times today and I still can't process it. So, what do you think? Um, I think that he doesn't know what he's talking about because he doesn't know what he wants. Um, I think that he's not being honest with himself. He doesn't find her attractive. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be in this process to really find a wife. Um, number one, and he's not being honest with himself about that. He's not being honest with how he feels about her. Um, and he... At the end of the day, as a man, got drunk got horny. Yeah. and wanted to fuck. I get it. And instead of just telling her that, he's like, you know what? I'm, I, I love how you handled me back there. <laughs> like, no. Just say you still don't find her attractive, but you or gone off the shit and you want to put your hole, your dick in her hole. Because they had the Don Julio at 
the bedside on the nightstand, which will be happening all this weekend. But so I'm like, maybe, you know, after a while, the alcohol kicks in. He's like, okay, I do, you know, he had the rose colored glasses on. He, the beard goggles on. He was like, you know, you're not so bad, you know? Hey, let's get this shit popping. But, and she was with it also, but I think they stopped themselves as they should have. And so, you know, I, I don't know about them. I don't see them making it at the end. I hope that they don't make it, like, for her sake, for Kristen's sake, because she seems like such a sweet, beautiful soul yeah. that really wants love and to be married to someone that loves her, and I don't think he's it. Transitioning from them onto the realty of the episode, which was Little Miss... Uh, Ben and Morgan. Now they were absent <laughs> the first few days from the on the honeymoon, but they showed up and they showed out, didn't they? They did. So apparently, she divulged some information to Ben and wanted it to stay between them because you know they're married, and why not? Right. Honor trust. Start. Um, yeah, start some trust somewhere. Uh, Morgan tells Ben that she is one unit away from completing her um, BSN, her, BSN, yeah, her bachelor's uh, in nursing. Although she is technically a nurse, she is still in school. She didn't want him to tell anyone. So what is the first thing that he does? He goes and tells Justin. Cut to them sitting on the beach and Ben divulges this information to her. Um, Telling her that he told Tree, which is apparently the nickname for Justin. For Justin yeah. Very He's so soothing. fucking tall. He is very tall. Um, and she basically and rightfully explodes and is very emotional about it. One, I'm pretty sure she's embarrassed. Two, she feels like he has betrayed her trust, which he completely has. Mm -hmm. um, he is upset because... For whatever reason, he views it as her technically not being a nurse. And he thinks that she lied to producers and to the experts. And he goes into this tirade about how he was honest with the experts. And he clearly explained what type of woman he wanted. And he wanted someone that was honest and someone that was um, responsible. And, you know, she has all these student loans and basically made her feel like shit on the beach. Yeah, he did. Which was completely unwarranted and undeserved. Um, what do you? What did you think about that entire situation? He's looking for his mother. Um, he definitely reacted in a completely negative way regarding her student debt because he's just cheap. And she's like, "I would never ask you for money. I, this is my debt, just like with Lindy with Miguel." She's like, "This is this was here before." I met you, so I'm not even looking for you to contribute anything to that. Um, again, either if she's an LVN or RN, it doesn't matter. She's like you said, she's working at the capacity of a nurse. She just has one more unit to complete to have her BSN. So he doesn't understand that. Again, he's very immature. He is also, I believe, I think he's insecure about a lot of different things. And so this is not a good start for them, especially if she feel her trust is broken, broken with them. Now, I thought it was going to be 
when we saw the clips of this in the trailer that he taught divulged that they had sex but I this know, I was that too. yeah but we got a curveball and it was about this so you know i just hope that he understands that whatever this cookie cutter idea that they have isn't that in this process and i feel like another there was another guy um two seasons ago and he was married to bow i can't think of his name but he had that same idealistic type of vision like mm. i want my wife to be this this not it's like johnny johnny it's oh like, my god that's johnny yeah how this works like this is not build the bitch marriage you know like this ain't build a wife this is married at first sight these people have their own shit you have your own shit you come together and you work it out and i feel like certain men and that one crazy hoe, uh, Nila, they have this idea of who they want to have and be married to. It's like, that's not marriage. Like, that's not, you're going into a process where you don't know who this, you're marrying a stranger. So, of course, they're not going to be the ideal person that you have. Like, so just understand the process and accept what it is. And yeah. they're setting themselves up for failure. And I don't think, I, I truly don't feel like people who go into this show with that mindset are ready to be married. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I do think that they take away a spot from someone that would give themselves wholeheartedly to this process. Right. Um, so, I mean, that sucks. But that was Ben and Morgan uh, for now because right. we are going to circle back around to them really quick. We're going to wrap this shit up so it's not a three-day episode. Um, but really quick, I wanted to touch on some of the other couple's Real quickly, mainly um, Alexis and Justin, who is annoying me this episode because they are in this lovey-dovey delusional state <laughs> and they feel like they can speak on and judge some Everybody of the other shit. couples yeah. and, and get into other couples' business. I was annoyed last night, too, watching this. It I was, was, I was annoyed. It was annoying yeah. watching them. Um, so I kind of can't wait to see them crash and burn because they inevitably will. But Justin, the whole crying because he wanted to be in Ben and Morgan's business. Can I tell you, my dick shriveled up and inverted inside my body. It was the most unattractive thing. Like, mind you, he's already not like a sex symbol. But to see him just crying over someone else's marriage, it's like, dude, if you don't fucking stiffen up and... Get, what the fuck well, are you crying so for? so descriptive. First, your pussy ain't getting wet. Now your dick shriveled up, and it and it went inadvertently in your body. Gotta gotta <laughs> walk gotta walk the friends through how I'm feeling. <laughs> gotta gotta paint the picture. I see. Paint Here's the, picture, the cannabis. Baby. But back to what I was saying. It they are annoying me this week for reasons that they just don't understand what marriage actually is. And they're on this honeymoon bubble in this high of like getting along, which is very easy to do on a vacation. Right. So they're which, looking down on others that aren't having this same experience that they that they're having. Yeah, and so quickly. And I think, you know, to that also they she also mentioned in the group that she loves him and he is now taking that to full heart. So he's finally receive what he's always wanted to receive from a woman is that type of love but it's very first couple weeks in it's very oh yeah it's also hot first four days in you know sex in the city uh reference uh from miranda but 
at some point they will realize that marriage isn't just so you made me happy you made me happy i love you i love you it's not that it's, it's actual work with it that has to be done so they'll all see it that's all i have for them um i was oh, no, annoyed yeah, also yeah. but you know um at when it's all said and done with those two i'm glad she's realizing that okay she does like this man and they were brought to each other for a reason but stay out of other married people business i feel like when going through this process like work on your shit first get your yeah. shit solidified solid first and then you can maybe talk about something and else. it is not solidified and solid on the fourth day of you knowing this person <laughs> i don't care how much sex you had how much he's told you he's loved you and how much he's cried into your bosom that's not the case um and i say that because almost the entire table once they had their group dinner at the very end of the episode kind of came down on morgan for being honest with ben and saying hey when I come home from work, I don't want this. Like, I need time. I need space. I need to breathe. Right. And everyone was saying, hey, you're saying a lot of what it is that you want. But what about what he wants? And while that is a valid question, I think that what they're negating is Morgan is being vulnerable and honest about and vocalizing her needs. So Ben doesn't have to guess okay. or, or kind of be in her mind and assume and like I'm all about communication and kind of dissect communicate how you feel completely honestly unbiased and then we can dissect it from there I'd rather have that than you expect for me to fill in the blanks and kind of tell you how you're feeling um so I, I respect Morgan in that moment. And I think that anyone in like an actual marriage that have known each other for more than a week can kind of see where she was coming from. Right. It was just, it was her message was great. Her delivery was just wrong. Mm -hmm. And she didn't give enough. And it wasn't enough insight to say. And you may also have some things that you may want to do mm -hmm. when you first get home or when I first see you. And so there's nothing wrong with establishing boundaries. She's also, because she's a nurse, she's a caretaker. She's like, I don't want to take care of someone when I get home. You can do that in a tactful way to say, okay, I need an hour by myself. When I get home, let me just chill out, and then we can come back and, and come together. He, again, is looking for a mother. He needs that type of coddling. And he she's needs a caretaker. Like, he needs a caretaker all day. And she's basically like, I do that for work. I don't want to do that. And I totally fucking understand that. Like, Absolutely. no one wants to do what you do for work at home with your spouse like that's at some point fine but not all the time and so i just think her delivery was just kind of maybe she's had a good message she just delivered it in a pro in the, in the wrong way i'm not mm -hmm. saying appropriate in the wrong way and again they're all new this new process so you know um they'll figure it out and i hope the experts will come in and help them decipher all that so that's what really the experts they should really look at this honeymoon and kind of help them yeah. kind of piece things together for them so so yeah yeah but that's married at first sight that was the highlights of married at first sight everybody else will just hopefully they bring some heat next week because they didn't this week <laughs> no salsa but yeah i can't wait to have some salsa and some margaritas and guacamole quesadillas and all that good stuff so Friends, we'd like to thank you for tuning in 
again to oh that's my gay friend we are really appreciative of you guys listening every week with us you know the deal you have one hour with us you have 23 by yourself we want you to be kind be nice be respectful respectable and also just smile and say hi to a friend make a new friend or hola okay all right until next time friends bye friends bye friends today's episode of oh that's my gay friend is brought to you by the letter a a listen did y'all really think we were gonna teach y'all something this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until next week, bye friends.